When people insist on discussing the location of the running capital of Canada, the same names come up. Victoria, Vancouver, so on, etc. But one often forgotten city that has produced a solid bunch of long-distance guys is none other than the speed city, London, Ontario. Lanny Marchand, Jim Finlayson, Rob Watson all hail from the forest city, while Leslie Sexton now calls it home. This week, we're going to shine the spotlight on two runners training in London right now. Chris Balestrini ran with UWO, took some time off, and is now back with a win under his belt last weekend at the Ontario 10,000 meter championships. But first, Jack Sheffer, the standout collegiate for the Western Mustangs. He led the team to a team cross country title a few years back and now has his eye on bigger prizes. You're listening to the Terminal Mile at the Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. A few years ago, it would have been easy to count out the Western Mustangs. The historic school had slipped a little in the standings, and no one really saw them coming back anytime soon. Enter a guy who put his nose to the grindstone and battled his way to the top, seemingly elevating an entire team with him to a provincial collegiate championship. That actually happened a few years ago, and the runner was Jack Sheffer, who podiumed at that year's OUA championship. Now since then, Jack has had his fair share of injuries and illness, but there have been a few bright moments as well, including a 9.03 indoor 3000 this past winter. He's down in Flagstaff, Arizona right now, looking to gear up for a big summer, and that's where we caught up with him. All right, perhaps we should start out uh, with where you are in the world, because I think that's uh, that's kind of interesting right now. Yeah, so uh, I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona right now. Uh, Flew in on uh, May 1st, so yeah, finished my exam, my last exam on April 30th, then the next day, uh, got on a plane 9 a.m. and was uh, flying here, so just trying to take advantage of the, the higher altitude, trying to get some uh, kind of like physiological benefit from that. Now, how, how long have you been making this plan, and like... To be quite honest with you, it kind of seems, you know, out of the ordinary. When you think of, you know, people who go to Flagstaff, it's, you know, it's like the people who are going to, you know, all sorts of world qualifiers and stuff. Like, what made you say, "Eh, you know what, I think I'm going to give it a shot? Yeah, no, for sure. It wasn't really uh, something that I had thought about doing until earlier this year, kind of around, um, like, February or early March. Um, So, Guy Schultz, my, the coach at Western, uh, was talking to, I think it was uh, Dave Christiani at uh, like Central Toronto Athletic Club, and they were talking about maybe doing uh, an altitude camp with Toronto West as well. And so he asked people on the team who would be interested in uh, going to Flagstaff for, for, I don't know, three weeks' time or, or however long to do kind of like an altitude camp. Uh, and then I said I was interested in that. And then as it kind of got closer to the date, uh, when everything's kind of due, like the money and all the logistics stuff, it kind of fell through. And uh, at this point, I asked Jeff if he wanted to do it, and uh, basically just asked if he was still interested in, in going to Flagstaff, even though we'd kind of have to plan it on our own. Uh, he said that he that he was, so talked to Guy, talked to my, my club coach, Dave Mills, uh, and we thought it would be be like a good opportunity to come come do this even though it was going to kind of be on our our own dime and uh we'd have to plan it ourselves uh and i mean so jeff just graduated and 
I still have a year left of school, so we who knows when we have like another opportunity or if we'll ever have another opportunity to do this. So we just said, uh, just kind of got the ball ro- uh, ball rolling and just said, uh, let's go do it. Well, I would think that that would match up pretty well because I mean, like you're a distance guy, but you know you have a, a pretty good focus on on the 5k and I believe uh you mentioned you know Jeff and that's that's Jeff Tweedle he's a a really solid 1500 meter guy but I think he's he's looking to branch out and and do a couple of 5000s this year so you know how's that matching up as far as workouts and stuff go yeah so the the first week we were here we we did everything together the first week's really just about uh adjusting because it is a bit of an adjustment I think uh, you hear a lot about how how difficult it is to come from sea level to uh, I think we're depending on where we're running on that day around seven thousand feet. So it is it is a little bit different. So the first week we were like just doing easy runs together, uh, a couple like long longer workouts, but not nothing like very intense. And we were doing that, and then uh, since then we we uh, have been doing a little bit of different stuff. Because uh, Jeff is focusing more on the the mile and the the fifteen hundred, whereas I'm trying to focus on the five k. So we we've done a couple other workouts on the track together, um, and we try to help each other out where we can. But uh, for the most part, especially as we kind of get further into the, the the camp while we're here and closer to like kind of uh, our races, I guess that are coming up, then we're obviously doing a little bit uh, different kind of specific workouts. So, you know, I've heard about some of your goals and some of your races coming up in the future, and we'll definitely get to those uh, in a second. But I think that we would be we would be doing you injustice if we didn't talk about, you know, where you come from, because I think that you caught a lot of people, you know, by surprise a couple of years ago with your emergence um you know, into, into uh, for lack of a better term, relevance in the university racing scene when you, you know, had such a great result at, at cross country a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, the whole emergence of the Western team back then, you being a big part of that, that Ontario championship team. You know, what what was the difference there and, and what uh, what really spawned that on? And, and was there a real, like, change in attitude or change in training? Where did it come from? Yeah, so... For me, in my my first year at, at Western, I wasn't uh, wasn't even recruited to go, to go to the school, but uh, I just went for for the program. And uh, after I kind of like uh, registered at Western, I he uh, talked to me about like trying out for the team and and that kind of thing. And so I knew I kind of wanted to run even uh, or try to run in university, even though I hadn't really done anything uh, worth worth noting uh, at that point. Um, and then my first year didn't go so well, but I just like really enjoyed the team aspect, the guys on the team. Uh, Guy was super supportive, and then our second, my second year, uh, had a decent like kind of indoor track season, and that's kind of and a decent like uh, junior club race at, at the national meet, and then it kind of opened my eyes to kind of maybe the things that were possible or stuff that I could achieve, and, and same thing kind of happened with Ben. He, he was running better than he was in his first year. Um, and then we were just like two guys that were, were just kind of interested in. We weren't uh, too happy with being, I think we were 11th and 13th place as a team at at Nationals. And uh, the women had been successful and we kind of wanted, wanted to experience that. And then when we knew Chris was coming back for uh, 
to be a part of the team, we were like, yeah, we have we have some good pieces. Uh, we had Mo Sarajah at the time, who ended up being Rookie of the Year, um, and, and and we just all kind of bought into to that. And we just, even though we weren't uh, getting a lot of credit at the beginning of the year, we just kind of had this self belief and that we could do it. And so that was kind of what was driving us, just proving people wrong, proving to ourselves that we like we could achieve uh, uh, something bigger than we had in the past. You know, talking to uh, to Chris Balestrini um, just this week and, and Kevin Blackney last year, um, they, they really seem to, to touch on the fact that, uh, you know, running, and especially in this case, can can really be a team sport and, and that you can look at the success of your teammates and it can elevate you to a certain level. You know, how, how much do you believe in that? And, uh, you know, what, what effect does team success have on personal success in your opinion? Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, Chris and, and Kevin, and I haven't uh, got to talk to them much about their great great races this past weekend at the the AO 10K. So if they if they get to listen to this, just uh, congratulations to them because both those guys have come a long way in the last couple of years as well uh, in terms of running. Chris was doing was doing the try, and uh, you know Kevin had had some good performances, but kind of nothing like this where he's placing at provincial and. In national level kind of 10k so it's really good for them i get to see them work hard kind of day in and day out since uh when i'm in when i am in london we're doing a lot of running together training together so it's really great it's just uh, for me it's just easier uh to go to the track every day with a group of guys that you know are going to work hard and and help you out and there's something to be said about working hard with someone else it makes it a little bit easier i feel like um i was talking to, to jeff while we were here you know you kind of make you make your your teammates more accountable when you're around uh it's harder to take off a rep or you know give up on yourself or or if you are having a bad day you know they're there to kind of like pick you back up and that kind of thing so i think it's important to have a good team environment uh and i think that's one of the things that uh is really good about you know training it with like the western team and uh the, the club right now so you know, let, let's go back again to uh, this past indoor season. It was it was a season of, I would say, real ups and downs. In that uh, you were so so close to breaking that uh, that eight minute mark in the uh, in the in the indoor three k. Uh, I believe you're what like a an eight oh one or an eight oh two or something like that. But then you you ended up getting pretty sick for for the championship races, uh, which must have been you know a huge letdown. You know, take a look back at, at the season. How how did it go from your perspective? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I ran a eight oh three this year, so that was like a, a big PB for me. Uh, and I did it at that that magical Boston track that uh, it seems like everyone runs fast on. So that was uh, a cool experience. The the atmosphere is really uh, it's pretty electric to say the least. So when I when you go there, it's hard not to run fast. I didn't think I was going to run that fast. I was hoping to run around uh, the, the, CI, the U-Sport auto-qualifying time, and anything else would have been a bonus. And even if I was a little bit off, that would have, I would have been happy with the results. So to run that, that was great. Yeah, I mean, I obviously would have liked to have uh, had a better uh, U-Sports championship, but uh, unfortunately, uh, disappointment at that meet isn't, uh, isn't new to me. I've had uh, some rough luck the last couple of years. So... I don't know. It's a, it, it's one of those things where I I'd, I'd like to to run well at that meet in my last year, but I don't think I I need it for me as like as validation. I mean, I ran 
some really fast times. And if you're doing it for other people then, or for medals, then I think you're doing it for the wrong reason. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've mentioned one last year that I presume that means that you, that you have one more year of eligibility as well on the table. Uh, you know, have you already thought ahead to, you know, goals and stuff that you're going to set? Yeah, I've, most of the, the things I've been thinking, I mean, I, I first and foremost, I want to have a, a good outdoor season this year because I think the seasons kind of build on build on each other. So just being consistent this summer is a big thing. Getting a getting in a full uh, outdoor season this year because I just my season cut short last year with the stress fracture. So finishing the season would be obviously put me a little bit further ahead than where I was last year. So that's kind of the first goal. But for for me, just helping the the team out as much as I can uh, next year for cross country is kind of the the biggest goal. If that if that means I'm the first guy on the team or the third guy on the team or or whatever guy, that's uh kind of the, the first thing and then any kind of individual success on top of that is is a bonus but it's it's my last year on the team and my really good friend or best friend Ben it's his last last year and he obviously had uh, great success last year so we'd like to go out kind of do some, something similar to our our third year when we won OUs and we're third at CIs and just kind of maybe try to improve on on those finishes. Well I have it on pretty good authority that's you know speaking of that outdoor season uh, you're going to be coming back in a couple of weeks. You're going to be racing in Hamilton in what is looking like is going to be a real burner of a of a 5K race. You know, after that that 903 indoors, you know, heading up to Flagstaff, getting some of the stimulus uh, up there. That's kind of attached to that. You know, what are you thinking for this Hamilton race? You know, what uh, what are you hoping to do? Uh, I've been I keep, I've been hearing a lot that you you feel a little bit sluggish when you come come back to sea level from from altitude so i don't want to put too much pressure on myself to run a run a certain time but there's going to be enough guys in the race that i'm sure it's going to go out fast and there's going to be a lot of guys trying to run like national standard and so any that, that's kind of the goal try to i think it's it's 14 20 try to so try to run under that and just just race and then have fun racing and kind of kind of like stick my nose into into the into the race and hopefully be there with 400 or 200 to go and, and see what I have left. Ah, for sure, for sure. What 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 is the optimal race for you? I mean, like, are, are you, would you consider yourself more of a strength guy or are you someone who can leave it to the last minute and, you know, blow blow the doors off of people? Uh, I think, I, I think I have a, a decent kick. I've, I'd, I'd say I'm a, more of a kicker than a, than a strength guy. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, just says pretty good kick so i guess i'd have to go with that i mean it's trying to get to the point where uh you know it doesn't really matter what kind of race it race it is hopefully be successful if it's slow or fast or there's kind of a few pace changes but i'd like to think uh like my bread and butter is kind of kicking from 800 or 600 out so after hamilton uh you know what uh what else is you know circled on your calendar uh you know before cross country season yeah. Um, so hopefully qualify for nationals in the in the five k. I'll do uh, AOs as well, and then currently on the waiting list to run the fifteen hundred at at the Inferno. So hopefully they can find uh, a lane for me at that race. Um, and that's kind of all I have planned right now for sure. Uh, depending on how nationals goes or other meets go, maybe do a couple uh, other meets after after nationals just because the season ends so early before kind of kicking it back up for cross country. 
Well, we we look forward to uh, to see what you can do for for the rest of your season and for your final year of university. Um, joining us from Flagstaff today, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, man, and uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This past Sunday was the Athletics Ontario 10,000 meter championship. Men's, women's, and masters races were all fantastic, but a real high point in the night was watching London Western teammates Kevin Blackney and Chris Balestrini battle it out with 200 meters left to go, kicking and trying to reach for more and more. Chris Balestrini ended up taking the win, and we caught up with him earlier this week to talk about his return to the sport, balance, and more. All right, so Chris, you are the winner of the Athletics Ontario 10,000 meter race. And despite living in Ontario for, well, as far as we know, pretty much your entire life, you are not the Ontario champion. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could explain this to me. And uh, hey, if nothing else, will be educational, maybe a cautionary tale to the rest of the listeners. Uh, what went on with that? Yeah, so um, shortly after crossing the line, uh, I found like I found out um, that like I wasn't... Uh, technically registered with Athletics Ontario or Athletics Canada. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was okay at the time. I was like, okay, I, I guess, um, when you register with a club, uh, that, that might not be like enough right away initially to, to be registered with, with Athletics Ontario. Um, but what actually ended up happening and I'm not sure what the, the status is of this yet, but, uh, so I, I sent in my registration, um, on like February 7th for the outdoor season. And I'm, I'm typically a last minute person, but I wasn't last minute about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, so I think, um, because there's, there's proof of like registering with the club for the outdoor season. I, I think there may be some kind of like retroactive, at least, I don't know about like the championship and if that'll count, um, at all, but I think like the time for, for rankings or for, for something else will, will, maybe eventually count but they're still working out the, the kinks and the details but yeah no it was uh um it was okay i was kind of just i was just back to racing so the title didn't didn't really matter as as much to me as as the, like i guess the feeling of being back so i i guess the important question is does does kevin blackney know uh and uh you know how upset is he going to be you know maybe potentially handing over that championship to you oh <laughs> Uh, no, he's he's the best sport of, of anyone I've ever met. Um, and actually, just just today we we had practice together because we trained together. We're actually we were roommates back in the day. Um, but yeah, he he actually um, said like, oh, like if if uh, if you want the the gold medal, then then it's yours. Like you kind of you beat me in a race. So, um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of hold off on 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 anything till till it's official. But yeah, no, he. He's awesome, and it was it was it was fun racing against him. <laughs> well, I mean, that, like that was it was a it was a really good race, and uh, I'm not even exactly sure how to set it up for for the listeners. However, you know, there's a good strong pack of you know uh, four guys through about I would say about ninety six uh, ninety six hundred meters, and then the last four hundred, uh, you know, just took off. You know, Blair was the first to drop, then Sergio, and then it was you and Kevin. Uh, you eventually making that move at, at 200. Now, it should be noted that this was actually your debut uh, 10,000 on the track. You know, when when did you know that you'd have that, that little bit extra, um, you know, to maybe bring it home and, and beat Kevin in the final stretch? 
Um, yeah. So I guess when I kind of started like a, like a little push from the, from the line, um, and I guess like about a K out, I, I kind of, I thought it was Blair on my shoulder the whole time. And I didn't know, uh, cause like I, I've been training with Kevin for, for years. So I've, I've kind of always, always thought like, okay, if it comes down to a sprint finish, I, I usually like, uh, can out kick him in the, in the workouts. So, um, but I wasn't sure like Blair and Sergio is so fast. Uh, and speedy so I, I wasn't really sure if what would happen if it were, were one of those guys but um then i saw it was kevin i was almost kind of like a little bit relieved and then it hit 400 and and he kind of went on the back stretch and i was like okay like he knows that that if it comes down to the the last 100 meters then then uh i can probably take him so he's, he's making this push now so just kind of stay with him for for this push and uh and try to pull around him in that in that last little bit and it fortunately worked out but yeah he's just he's a he's like clockwork he he can pound out the intervals and and he can he could probably held that pace for who knows how long but when it comes down to a sprint i I just have a slight edge over him fortunately for me you know i you mentioned uh in, in passing that that you train with the with the london western guys who is who um you know kevin blackney trains with now Kevin, when I talked to him last year, he he attributed you know kind of like his shift in attitude and stuff to uh, what teammate uh, teammate Jack Shafar was doing. You know what what do you what do you think of that that you know maybe is there a domino effect and and what is it about the environment of a successful track team or seeing someone do really well within your track team? What can that do to your performance? Is that something that affects you? Yeah, I think everything. It just um, like good good competition breeds like better competition and having jack and and having guys like kevin and phil and it's just it's really uh it's motivating because even if you're you're not racing at that time and you're doing these workouts with these guys and they're putting up these these times that you thought were unreachable before it's it's kind of like that it takes that mental side of it being a barrier just out of it it's like okay like i work out with these guys they're running these times there go i can i can run these times with them and um, just Kevin having so much success and being under that like world world half marathon standard and and Jack just being so like phenomenally fit this year it it really uh it really kind of brings the level up and and London is kind of becoming um, more more of a training bed than than it has been in the last few years and I, I think it all kind of boils down to to when we started that that push for um, on the western side at least. Um, when we medaled at and won OUAs and medaled at CIs a couple of years ago in cross country, and that that kind of uh, put it in our minds that that we were we're starting to be serious about this running thing. And I think at that point everyone kind of just uh, bought a ticket for the train and held on. <laughs> now, that that's that's one thing. I mean, uh, we talked a little bit beforehand, but uh, I mean, people might know you from your time running with the with Western Mustangs. Uh, but besides that, I mean, I guess you've done some some triathlons. Uh, I mentioned to you that that I saw that you ran like a 109 something in, in the half marathon. Y- your results haven't really been around all that much. Um, you know what what what's what's been your your racing schedule like? And and you know, uh, is this year kind of your return back to back to high level racing? Yeah, so I've definitely been all over the place, and I think that that doesn't just kind of stand for my running it stands for my life mostly <laughs> um yeah i've i kind of took a, a little bit of time 
um, wasn't really as serious about it in, in university. He was kind of trying to, trying to balance uh, triathlon and trying to just, just have fun and, and do well in school. And um, ultimately, I pretty much decided that I was, was going to stop running um, and just, just focus on school uh, and the academic side of things. And then, um, I guess, uh, well, um, in Victoria, I, I started, started back up again, um, pretty much a hundred percent because of, uh, Julianne Stolle and, <laughs> uh, she, she kind of convinced me to come back out and run an, an alumni four by five K and that kind of, uh, kickstarted my, my running again. And, and since then I've kind of decided, okay. If there's one thing I can do, triathlon takes up a bit of time, and uh, and cycling takes up a, a lot of time to train well and to do it right. And running, you can kind of if you if you train much more than two hours a day, it's probably too much anyway. So it's kind of something that you can fit in with school. And I found the, the balance to be a little bit more manageable. <laughs> and and the visor did that have anything to to do with it? I mean, like maybe you don't look so great in a, in a triathlon visor. Did, did that have anything to do with you, you know, saying goodbye to triathlon for good? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the spandex. It was just like a little too much spandex for me. I miss the short shorts and, uh, yeah, the, the helmets and everything. It's just, it's you, you're when, when you become a try, a try geek, you just, you gotta, at some time you gotta, you gotta pull the cord and it was, it was about time. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, something that, that you were wearing was uh, a Backroads uh, London singlet. Now, a lot of people may not know, you know, what that store is um, or, you know, who you're representing and stuff. Are, are you the only guy wearing that singlet right now? And, uh, and you know, maybe tell us a little bit about uh, Backroads London. Yeah, so Backroads uh, Brews and Shoes is a, it's a pretty new shop. Um, and so it was opened by Aaron and Emily Hendricks. And it's uh, just on the west end of London here, and they they started to put together this this concept of of um, a running shoe store, but mixed with uh, with a tap room. Um, so they have seven seven taps of Ontario craft beers, and um, they do they do coffee and specialty coffees and kombucha and things like that. And it's just like a really cool atmosphere. It kind of takes that that kind of um, social side of running and really amplifies it. And I think that. That's kind of like missing. Well, not not really missing, but it's uh, sometimes you can get caught up in just just the running of it and going to going to a group run on on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays or whatever, and and you kind of miss out. And I, I think especially for the people who aren't running at at like a high level, it's really good to get the community involved, and it's really good to to kind of promote healthy, active living, but also having having fun with it. And um, right now we have we have a, a good group of guys. Um, so we have we have everyone from from trail runners uh, like Matt Farkerson um, and like Josh Josh Mamani, he's a, he's a good local guy uh, runs a really good half marathon marathon guy. Um, Aaron Hendricks obviously has a, an amazing track record. Um, if we can just get him back to back to running steady miles, he's going to be an unstoppable unstoppable guy. Um, but we have, we have uh, quite a few uh, backroads backroads people and and we. Um, yeah, we we try to get out and, and do at least one run together a week, but uh, and they have a, a massive group of people that come out on on Tuesdays and Thursdays and and go out for for a couple kilometers and and then have a beer after and it just it's just a fun time for for everyone involved and it's good to see the, the community getting active. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, focusing on, on school and that sort of stuff. But if I'm not mistaken, you're actually still in school as well, too. And, you know, in that last question, you, you mentioned kind of balancing uh, between ha- the fun of running, but also the seriousness of, of running as well, too. Um, you know, where are you finding balance now? And, and how, how are you finding it so that you're enjoying uh, running, but, you know, also putting in that hard effort? Yeah, I think running has kind of become more more of an outlet than anything, and and it's kind of the the most I wouldn't say the most fun part of my day because I I love I love my program, um, but it um, so I guess I guess a little bit of background. So I'm doing a kind of a, a combined program. It combines medical school with a PhD, um, so it's it's a decent amount of work. Um, it's a, so I have six six more years left. Uh, in that program. Um, so I'll be kicking around London for a while. So, um, but I think kind of, it, it kind of, it sets endpoints for, for the work. So you're not kind of buried in it. I know a lot of people, um, can kind of get, can kind of get down and, and kind of get into the study mode where, where you lose, lose sight of everything else, but it, it helps me be more productive in a way because I know that at six o'clock I need to get out of the lab and I need to, uh, go to the track and like hang out with with friends, like joke around, like have fun, and and it definitely, uh, if anything, just keeps me sane. Um, but it also kind of helps me with. I think it helps me with the school part of things because it can. Uh, it really focuses me, and I know I have this amount of time to get this much work done, and I know that after the run, I I might be might be useless in the lab, so I, I know that I have to to kind of get in there and stay on top of things. So, you know, now you have a sub 30 under your belt, uh, you know, you have some experience, you know, people have seen you, you have a pretty nasty kick in, in the last lap as well too. Well, what's, what, what's next? What's, uh, what are the next couple of races, uh, you know, in, in, in the deck of cards? Yeah. So I think, um, what's next for me is, is going to be uh, the Hamilton twilight meet. I think I'm going to jump in either the 5k or the 3k steeple. I, I used to do steeple in high school, and I, I think it's just the most fun uh, event on the track. So I definitely want to jump in a, a few of them this year. And then um, Julianne and I are heading to Portland. Uh, we're going to do the Portland Track Festival and uh, Stumptown. Hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get into to something other than the 10K there. I don't want to run too many 10Ks on the track. Uh, but hopefully either a, either a 5K or, or a 3K steeple. Um, at some point there and, and maybe toss in a 10. And after that, I, I'm not really sure. It's uh, kind of have a chat with, with, uh, so I'm being coached by Dave Mills right now. And so I have a chat with him and kind of figure out what, uh, what, what the next steps are, but yeah, just training right now and, and kind of getting, getting good miles under, under my legs and maybe working on the kick a little more. <laughs> Well, hey, let's let's talk about that that Hamilton meet for a second. Um, apparently, there's there's, you know, it's floating around that, that there's going to be a couple of sub fourteen attempts and stuff, which is is pretty big for a Southern Ontario Twilight meet. Uh, where where are you hoping to end up there? Yeah, so um, I guess I hadn't really really considered it. Like I hadn't broken fifteen in the uh, fifteen in the five k until this year, um, but then I went fourteen twenty six indoors and. Um, and I know that Jack is Jack. Uh, Jack Shefford is just insanely fit right now, and he's out there in Flagstaff with uh, with Jeff Tweedle. And when they come back, it's going to be uh, it's going to be all hell breaking loose. Um, so I think that they're well. Jack's goal is at least that 5K, 
and um, yeah, to go out at, at 14 minute pace and, and see what happens would be would be awesome. I think I did like the the Mercier conversion for that 10k, and I think it comes out to a 14:08. So I'm hope, hoping for 14 low if if I uh, if I get into if I do that 5k. Um, but I I don't know. It's uh, we'll see who gets out there, and hopefully we can just get into some racing. Like it's nice to it's just. I don't know. I think I've missed that adrenaline rush of of being right next to some guys and kind of kind of just getting in the trenches and, and battling. But it's uh, it's definitely well. The last weekend definitely uh, struck a fire and and uh, wants me to makes me want to get back to that as much as I can. <laughs> Well, I mean, let, let, let that be a notice to, you know, every single, you know, low 14 guy, maybe high 13 guy who is within distance in uh, in Ontario. Be sure to sign up for that for that Hamilton meet. I hear a lot of guys are, are you know, looking to hit those times. So if you're looking for a fast 5K, be uh, be sure to sign sign up for that. Chris, you know, thanks a lot for being on the show this week, man. And it's uh, it's good to see you back on the track and, and good to see you rolling again. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. And if you're uh, if you're around London and want to get over for a run, just uh, just stop by. <laughs> well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week. Also, big thanks to Tracky for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at the Terminal Mile. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and of course, Tracky.ca. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Mm-hmm.